Hello and welcome to the Thriving Broad Together podcast series and episode six in this new series. I'm Louise Wiles, your host for these conversations, an expat change and transition coach and consultant and author of Thriving Abroad, the definitive guide to professional and personal relocation success. Now I'm so glad that you're joining me today because today I'm speaking to Amal Deragui from Tandem Nomads. And in this episode, we're talking all about business. And we're talking about why now is absolutely not the time for you to freeze in your business. Amel provides tips and inspiration for keeping going in tough times. Now, this is part of the Thriving Abroad Together series created to support expats and the internationally mobile who are facing quite extraordinary times as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. In this series, I'm going to be speaking to a range of amazing professionals who have perspectives, insights and advice to share that I hope will really support you and your loved ones through this challenging time. Now, I've created some show notes for each episode um, that record the key points of the conversations and you can go and download those from www.thrivingabroad.com. Go and look for this episode, episode 6, in the Thriving Abroad Together series and you will see at the top of the blog post the link to download the show notes. I also produce a regular podcast newsletter and if you'd like me to keep in touch with you with regular news and links to podcast related resources then please sign up for that at the thrivingabroad.com website. Now also finally an invitation I decided I would really like to create a Thriving Abroad Together closed Facebook group where you can come and ask questions and discuss any of the content in these podcast episodes. So if you would like to come and join the conversation, then go to Facebook and look for the Thriving Abroad Together Facebook group. So on with the conversation with Amal. Today we're going to talk about why now represents a great opportunity for you to think about taking your business online right now. How you can think about pivoting your business in three ways and drive your business positively through this crisis. And also the strategies that will help you and your business to go stronger and be better able to serve your customers in a truly authentic and meaningful way. Enjoy the conversation. So hello, Amel. It's really lovely to have you joining the Thriving Broad Conversation today. I'm so happy to be here, Louise. Thank you for putting this show together and helping all of us assess what's happening. Oh, no. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. And I mean, it's really lovely that everyone has volunteered to participate. Um, uh, it's such a wealth of experience and expertise being shared in these conversations, which is, is really lovely. And I hope it's helping people out there who are you know, finding challenging times at the moment or living through challenging times at the moment. So, Mel, we're going to be talking about business, as you are a business and marketing coach. And I would really like to start the conversation by asking you to share your thoughts around the challenges that you're seeing businesses face at this point in time. So just, just a bit of a background so that I can tie it into your question. I've been teaching expats to build a portable business for over four years now. And the goal was to be able to travel and to live on the move from a country to another without creating any disruption in the revenue stream, 
and in the fulfillment that a career can bring and not having to reinvent ourselves constantly. What's happening right now is just showing me how this model is also so crucial and important even more now, not necessarily to travel, but to still have that flexibility and possibility to work remotely without being affected um, so dramatically mm-hmm. as the businesses who are very much location dependent and who, you know, depend on the foot traffic in, in, in some words. Um, so that's, that's something that um, I've been fascinated and thought about it before, but not as much as today, because obviously it's just hitting us. So the way the yeah. businesses are, are hit, obviously we all know that a lot of, you know, stores have to close, a lot of businesses have to close. Now, I also see people who do have a virtual business, a portable business, who feel like they're frozen. And mm-hmm. that's why I was really excited to come on the show with you here, because I do think that we need to change the narrative very quickly um, in order to, to make sure that those who have opportunities to actually jump on a train and do something don't just freeze because they see a crisis, an economical crisis coming in. This is the time to show up. And I know that after the crisis has hit so many countries, I've reached out to all my clients and made them all adapt their marketing plans so that they can really face the crisis as a leader and not just back off and hide and crawl until things get better because things are not going to get better. So we can either face it and, and really like take it, not advantage, but really show up right now to our community, show up to our clients, show up to our potential clients to serve them even better uh, rather than mm-hmm. thinking, oh, I'm just going to give up now because, because we're going to face a crisis and nobody's going to want to buy from me. There's a lot of you know, miscon- misconceptions that we need to debunk about, about what's going on right now and make sure that we show up. This is the time to show up. This is actually not the time to slow down. It's the opposite. This is the time to go full on and make sure to put all our energy in growing our businesses. Yeah, I think that's a really good message. I think perhaps in reacting to this situation, there is this kind of immediate desire, isn't there, to just crawl under a stone and go, no, it's not happening. It's not happening to me or to anyone. Um, I certainly felt like that for a few days and then I began to think, well, okay, what, what can I do? What can I contribute? And I think perhaps coming from that stance, you know, what can you contribute to support others might, yeah, is a a good way to, to, to move on. Um, So, so it's important that people keep going. So if I, you're talking to people who are listening, have businesses either, you know, virtual or, or, you know, um, in person businesses, um, what do you see as the particular opportunities then for them at the moment in terms of both their past, the business life? Let's stick to business life at the moment. Yeah, I would love to share some directions here to help those who are in this situation. Before mm-hmm. doing that, I think it comes first from the premise that you said. You know, we need to be here to serve. So the first question to ask ourselves, no matter in the context of a business or not, is like, how can I super serve my people right now? How can I show up? Mm-hmm. What can I do that that can really be of support right now? That's the question we should all mm-hmm. ask ourselves. 
some of them are very fortunate to not be as hit by others. So observing gratitude and transforming that into action is something that we mm-hmm. should just, you know, all be from there. Now, starting from there, we need to also be strategic so that we don't also use all that energy in different directions that don't serve you either and don't serve your business and might even hurt you more. So make sure that you are also being strategic in aligning the support you bring with the business that you have. So for that, I would just offer like three, well, first, the big question is how is your business in a way aligned in the way you want to support? And, um, and I can give an example for me as a marketer. I knew that for me, my job as a business coach and a marketing coach with my clients, I need to be at the forefront of this and super serve my clients, but actually proactively reach out to them and say, hey, we need to change stuff. Mm-hmm. I was not waiting for them to think, okay, oh my God, should I do this? Should I not? I was reaching out saying, let's change the plan. This is what we have to do. Let's, you know, just being super present in these times, but proactively thinking, how can you reach out already to the clients you have now to yeah. super serve mm-hmm. them? Like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. where you have to focus is the clients who already gave you money and to whom you should be thankful that, you know, it's, it's time for them to, how can you help them to, to, to deal with this? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then in terms of marketing, I, I would say there's three ways to look at this. This mm-hmm. is a time to show up, like I say, and if you try to pretend like nothing is happening, then there's a problem. So mm-hmm. being at the forefront of this, but also being transparent with your business, it's important. But then in terms of marketing strategies, there's three things you can ask yourself. The general question is, what do you need to pivot in your business? And there's three things you can pivot. Number one is your language, is how are you showing up? You don't need to change everything about business, but your language. For that example, I will share, for example, I have an online course to help people you know, start a portable business. There's a way that I promoted it until now that was more about you know, the freedom of traveling, etc. Now yeah. I'm just changing the language of the necessity to work from home. Right. See, yes. So that's a typical mm-hmm. example of ask yourself what, what language can you change a little bit to sell the same product or business. Mm-hmm. 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 The second way to look at it is then maybe you can pivot your products or your services. Is there a product that you have that you can tweak a little bit or maybe reinvent or, that, or put on a new one that makes better sense during these times? Mm-hmm. 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 So what is, yeah, what is the kind of... Yeah, what are the changes you can provide to what you already offer that can help and that can benefit? And that's also mm-hmm. a way for you to continue to sustain your business while supporting. Yeah. yeah. The third one is pivoting your, pivoting your whole business. And mm-hmm. that's also an opportunity for a lot of people who maybe are, were struggling and it's the time for them to pivot their business and think of, for example, in my case, I don't think I was even questioning, should I change my audience? Mm-hmm. Is it the time for me to get out of the expat partner world and focus mm-hmm. on more like remote workers? I'm, I'm just giving an example. This could be a pivot I could make. Um, um, I'm, I'm not really thinking about it seriously, but it is an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, another pivot at a bigger scale that has happened is actually 
I think Slack was in this situation. I don't know if you know the app Slack. It was another company before. It was a gaming company. And when they were in a financial crisis, they had to think, okay, how is my technology useful for other situations? Mm -hmm. And that's how Mm -hmm. Slack was was started. So think about, think about your business. How, how is the IP you have? How is the skill you have? How is the, you know, the offer you have? an opportunity for you to actually completely change your audience and your business and even your offer as a whole, as a business. You can even rebrand your business at this point if you think that what you're offering cannot work at this point. Mm, mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. it's really about reflecting instead and, Mm -hmm. and, and digging deep into what changes do you need to make right now. One thing you should not do is not change anything, (laughs) for sure. If you think that you can continue business as usual, it will be really hard unless even companies like Zoom, they're really like benefiting from this. They need mm. to super serve right now as well. Even if mm-hmm. they are benefiting from it, they need to think about, okay, how are we showing up in all of this? Yeah. So yeah. you cannot uh, just ignore this. It's just mm. not, it, mm. it will be very dangerous for you. Ignore it or just wait for the storm to pass by. You need to yeah. be in the middle of it and show up as a leader if you really yeah. want to make uh, an impact. And actually, this is, crisis is an opportunity to even grow. It's mm-hmm. an opportunity to show up. It's an opportunity to make a dent in your community and, and really be visible while maybe before you were not so much. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose, I, suppose, I mean, I think that's really, really good points. And that, that's kind of made me think, yeah, I need to sit down and have a think about some of it. <laughs> Certainly the language point, definitely. And, um, and the pivot, yeah, that was always in my, in my mind anyway at this, at this stage before all of this came about. But the one thing I, I'm thinking about the pivot is that we don't really know what the outcome of all of this is going to be. So do you invest in making that pivot and building something now that may need to be developed further or changed when we come to the end of this and we see how things are going? Or do you take a guess and think, oh, well, actually, I believe this is going to happen. And I, well, what's your view on that? That's such a good question. Um, the first thing is that I'm not sure that we don't know so much what's going to happen. I think we know that we're going to be hit by a major financial crisis. We just mm. know it. I don't think there's any way to get out of this. No. So mm-hmm. we just have to assume it. And instead of seeing it as a threat, we should look at it as how can I build opportunities from these? Mm-hmm. And when I say that, it's not opportunities to take advantage of people. It's opportunities to make an impact and super serve. So it's yeah. all about how you look at it. That's really important. Um, so, but it's still in certain times. We don't know a lot of things in terms of regulations, in terms of governments, what they're doing to, to help the companies. Are you going to get any any you know financial support anything Mm -hmm. i think the most urgent thing to do right now is to look at your cash flow as a business Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. super super important because if you don't have cash flow you can't do a lot so look at your expenses what are the things that you can cut off right now that you don't need you know when business goes well we tend to buy all these tools to buy things very easily without even thinking and then we end up looking at our accounts and our subscriptions and have a bunch of things that we barely actually use so yeah. mm-hmm. the first thing to do i think in certain times is to actually just stop the bleeding until mm-hmm. um until we have more visibility of how much we can we can yeah. then spend i think that's the more rational thing to do but still even in uncertain times in terms of strategy 
it's much better. I think it was Roosevelt who said that during uh, the, the first, um, the, the world war, it's better to act fast than not do anything. Yeah. And it's better mm-hmm. to act fast, like half, half right, than mm-hmm. try to wait for the perfect plan later. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, yeah. there will be no, there will be too late it. by then. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think it's important to like say, okay, I might not get it all right right now, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's important to yeah, do something. Do yeah. something. And even if you don't have it all figured out, start somewhere rather yeah. than wait for the yeah. perfect moment because that moment is not going to happen. No, no, no. I even even in good times. <laughs> even in good times, because I yeah, I, I can point to a few things that I haven't done that I knew deep down I should have done and, and didn't. And yeah, look so maybe this is the time to find boat. that motivation, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no definitely, definitely. And, and you know, I can see all of that makes absolute sense to me. Um, I, I, I'm going to throw a question at you, which is, um, you know, t- not totally connected to this but there was a question that I saw posed in the Facebook group this week and it really intrigued me and and that was that somebody says it was commenting on a lot of the free offers that are around at the moment free um support packages that are being offered by you know often small businesses but um obviously people who feel they need to need to make a contribution want to help others so they're doing stuff for free and and she was saying yeah I see all of this around um but the reality is, as a business, I still, you know, I need to make money. It's my livelihood. And, but I'm beginning to feel guilty about offering something for a price because there's so much around at the moment that has no price. Now, what, what are your views on that and, and that balance that people yeah, need to strike? That's a great question. So the first thing I want to say is if you stop selling, you're actually doing a big disservice to the economy and hurting more than helping. No. Oh. Yes, so, <laughs> that's very true. Yeah. I mean, if you want to help the economy to go better, you need to go better. So, mm-hmm. and, and you need to embrace that, that mindset. That's mm-hmm. the first thing. And th- the second thing, don't think that everybody is in a place that they can't pay for your service and your product right now. That's mm-hmm. not true. You know, so it's important that we don't build, like feed this scarcity mentality right now because mm-hmm. that will keep, make it, keep going, even for those yeah. who actually can afford to spend money right now. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is in that situation. I'm thinking of those who are, you know, waiters right now. I'm thinking of those who are, you know, in the forefront who are losing their jobs in the first day. Those mm-hmm. people, I really feel for them. And, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a matter of food on the table at this point, and we should not ignore yeah. that people are yeah. struggling. Mm-hmm. But not everybody is in this situation. Mm-hmm. So even those who are at a higher level, might lose their job. Some people have some savings, etc. It's all about also educating people how to manage those times. Yeah. So, but stopping to sell is the worst thing you can do right now. Mm-hmm. Worst mm-hmm. thing because you you're you are going to be a liability to the economy if you don't make money. <laughs> Very true. Yes, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so it is important to embrace that from a perspective. I want to be here to be a force of our economy. Mm-hmm. Now about offering free services. I'm all about it. I'm, I'm actually doing that as well. When I ask myself, how can I support my audience? I am bringing some content for free. I am bringing some resources for free. Um, 
I always start first with, from my clients, my customers, my audience, and, and then branch out. On a mm-hmm. personal side, I also reached out to NGOs and things like that. What can I do? That's just mm-hmm. our human side, right? Yeah. But so I also saw some people who were really great at offering free resources just for free and saying, hey, distribute it around. Mm-hmm. This is like, there's no even opt-in, nothing, which I find really admirable. Mm-hmm. Now, make sure that people, if you do that, make sure that people can trace it to you. Yes. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. If you want to offer something for free, do it in a very, very strategic way. Mm-hmm. I would not recommend giving things for free without even an opt-in, which means people giving their email addresses mm-hmm. in exchange. I would not do that. But if you want, if you feel strongly about that, make sure that people know who is this from. Make your mm-hmm. logo very visible. Put your name everywhere so that at least it helps spread the word about who you are and what you have to offer while mm-hmm. you're actually mm-hmm. bringing value. Mm-hmm. Um, I recommend for those of you who have online products and think about how can you support, s- support right now with a free resource that also helps you grow your reach. Like mm-hmm. how can mm-hmm. you grow your mailing list so that you can continue to support people? For example, let's say you put on a video tutorial or a PDF of resources for COVID-19, uh, you know, f- bulletproof, I don't know, whatever. And you, you just distribute it around. Um, you want to also like follow up with the people who download those things and build that relationship right, mm-hmm. n- right away with people who download them, not just consider them as just an email. Yeah, This is the time to really be human and this is the time to be strategic to grow your business, but as well to to really build authentic and strong relationships with the audience. So that's also a thing that's really important. But doing things for free just for the sake of making you feel better, maybe, that's not going to work make sure to Mm. help by also serving yourself it's really important at this point that is such good advice okay so um one thing we were going to talk about just quickly was yeah if people are worked a bit online but not much or are thinking about taking their business online what are the first steps they should take and um what yeah have you got any tips on um, resources and um software, whatever, that will facilitate that process. Excellent. Okay. I can just give you a real, real life example that happened to me. My yoga teacher, she's an amazing teacher and um, I've been with her for so long and, and I've been telling her, have you ever thought of doing online stuff? You know, I can't Mm -hmm. help it, but I, I did not insist. I was just putting that grain out there. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about it, but there was no urgency, obviously. Well, now she doesn't, she, she doesn't have a choice because her clients are even actually demanding it from her. I said, we want to continue yoga. This is the moment we need it more than ever. Please, please, please go online. And she ended up doing it. So, um, I, you see how this crisis is actually an opportunity here to create the sense and urgency of, I'm pretty sure half of people out there might have considered, what can I do to make my business more, you know, uh, location independent and virtual? Well, you don't have a, tr- a this is a typical no, example exist, where yeah. you don't have a choice. You just do it if you want to survive. Mm-hmm. So some, some, um, some tips to make your business portable. Obviously there's some businesses that are more portable than others, mm-hmm. but I want to share some examples of businesses as well that can seem very unlikely to be portable and I have a client who actually did it. So um, 
the the first thing is just ask yourself very simple just do a map out of your activities and look at what are the changes what are the things that can be done online and the first thing they can do online is simply use a tool like zoom that we're using now Mm -hmm. or any other tool zoom shared has been increasing by over 40% since this crisis. A lot of people are using Zoom, obviously. There's other tools like Skype and everything. I love Zoom. Um, So ask yourself, how can you deliver whatever you deliver through an online tool like this one? Mm -hmm. Now, maybe you have another type of product that uh, is not a one-on-one conversation type of product. Look at online if there's any apps or things like that that exist because every single there's so much technology out there nowadays. Just do the research. And I'm going to give you uh, an example with a client of mine who's actually an interior designer. Right. And she, uh, she, she has, she, yeah, she, she loves to actually furnish people's houses and help them design their houses. But she was already conscious like two years ago saying, I need to make my business more virtual. Mm-hmm. So she looked at the technology that already exists anyhow for, for designers, which is how to, you know, um, these um, softwares that allow you to dis- map out a room and, and have a virtual um, design of the room so that the client yeah. can foresee how it will look like. Yeah. Well, this mm-hmm. is what she does now virtually. She sends the plan online and then she does a one hour consultation and then gives back the plan and then gives a list of the places where they can find similar like um, type of design that she recommended. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you see how even interior design can mm. be virtual. So think yes. about what yes. softwares are out there that can help you really transform whatever you're offering into mm-hmm. something virtual. And honestly, yeah. we live in the best times ever mm-hmm. nowadays. Mm-hmm. Every single thing, somebody has found something to make it automated. Or, mm-hmm. um, so it's just about doing the research. There's, look at also in your industry, um, a lot of Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups of professionals who are in the same situation as you and ask questions. Maybe other people have figured it out. What tools is out there that they use? Uh, mm. What software is out there that they use that's specific to their, to their industry? Because don't mm. forget that you're not alone in this. A lot of people are going through the same thing. So you can gain so much power out of you know, joining forces with other people yeah. and having yeah. and sharing your resources together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I belong to several groups and going through exactly that as trainers who are, you know, taking their day-to-day in-person training programs online. So we're having a lot of discussion about, you know, the software for doing that. And I've learned mm-hmm. so much in the last week or so about all Amazing. of that. We've talked about you know, a lot about the practical side of this and you've given some amazing advice um, about you know, approach and about what people should be thinking about and you know, being proactive at this time, which I think is, is probably what a lot of people needed to hear um, because at the moment there are plenty of opportunities to, to talk yourself out, I think, of, of doing that. But I'm just also wondering, you know, what you are doing personally to keep yourself positive at this time um, and what recommendations can you make for others about how they might do the same? I want to share something a bit more personal, maybe. Um, I'm trying to figure out if this is what helped me or not, but when I was younger, I did live in, in situations of war and curfews and curfews not because of a virus, but because of bullets and bombs being thrown 
mm-hmm. you know, in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I also lived in a situation of, I was in Serbia when, when uh, we had this embargo, there was no food, there's no stores open, right. no, no matter what, because there was nothing in the stores. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that has helped me already. I was young, but, but I think it kind of gave me a, a perspective that maybe that, is helping me today to look at things more positively and realize right. that, you know, in every crisis, there's an opportunity to grow. And I've been so, I was already very young watching how the grown-ups were dealing with things. And, mm. and I was always very impressed with the, not only the resilience, but also the positivity in Algeria, for example, um, the humor wasn't like, I've never seen so much jokes coming out of mm. moments of terror. Mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. the humor and the mindset is everything it's a survival mode and we need mm-hmm. to have that survival mode if we want to continue so maybe yeah. you know i i don't want us to think that we are at war because we're not we're so much better off than at war uh, i prefer to have an attack of nature a virus mm-hmm. than an attack of a human uh, but if we can just embrace the wi- warrior mindset of fighting back instead of giving up, I think that's yeah. something oh, that that's has fantastic. You yes. know, mm-hmm. helped me in a way. If you could just think of yourself at war, but so much luckier than at war, but still fight back. You cannot give up. You, you mm. cannot give up. Otherwise, you, you die if you give up. That's what happens mm. when you're at war. If you give yeah. up, you're, you're just certain that you will die. So... Mm. That resilience has also probably helped me, but I'm human and, and I had moments of anxiety. My parents were in, live in South Korea, my brother in Paris, and those two places were hit first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw how they handled it. Um, I was stressed for them. And then I was stressed for myself here, for my loved ones, my family, my friends. Um, I think I got a bit of anxiety as well, thinking of the economy. This is like recession again. Um, mm-hmm. And that's when I said, okay, I need to take care of um, my mental hygiene. Because right. we talk mm-hmm. a lot about physical hygiene, washing our hands. Mm-hmm. We need to also wash our brain <laughs> and <laughs> infect it from all the negativity. So mm-hmm. one thing that has helped me a lot, um, I was so lucky that a friend shortly before, it's like serendipity, I don't know, shortly before has sent me a 21-day challenge, uh, meditation challenge. Uh-huh. Okay. And that has been so helpful just to have that accountability to be in a WhatsApp group. There was no conversation authorized. We don't want to pollute ourselves with talking. The only thing we had to do was to say done. Like every day we had to say done. So we mm-hmm. used a, um, uh, uh, Deepak Chopra meditations nice. and you can find mm-hmm. them. They're so good. And, um, and that was so helpful that I'm actually doing another challenge again. Mm-hmm. I really think that, that's what helping me today to be in this mindset, um, right. like cleansing mm-hmm. my mind from all the memories. Also, sometimes I had anxiety because it throw me back to memories. Yes. So yeah. instead mm-hmm. of looking at the negative side of those memories, I said, okay, how can I actually, you know, my body is bringing that to me, not for me to be, to have anxiety, but actually to learn from it and to, mm-hmm. to see what, what can I use from what I've gained there. To, so how can I flip that to, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I hope that, I hope that anybody who has been through challenges, no matter if it's war or something else, just remember those times and how you've survived it 
So you can survive it. You just have to show up to yourself right now. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really lovely point. And and I love the fight back and don't give up. I think that should be the mantra. Yes, Yes, exactly. And I think being grateful to difficult times as well, you know, um, we, we should be really grateful for, for, to experience crises. And actually, I was worried. Uh, it's funny. A year ago, I was like, you know, I'm kind of worried that nothing, like it's, it's going too fast, too well. And that's never <laughs> a good sign for human beings because mm-hmm. usually we tend to forget. We have very short memory. And mm-hmm. I think 10 years is a good cycle for us to reboot because we tend to just go crazy when we forget that, okay, we're still fragile beings and our earth is fragile. And this crisis is just reminding us, you know, to be grateful for what we have. And, and there's an opportunity of creation of recre- recreating ourselves as well mm. in moments of, of crisis. I'm looking at the art scene, honestly, I, because I lived in develop, developing words and developed world, the art scene was so boring for me in the developing world. So boring because it was like so flat and meaningless. When you go to the developing world that struggle, the art is so powerful because mm. they are in crisis. So in times of crisis, remind yourself, even if you're in business, it's time of creation. It's time you don't mm. have to create when you have to run a business or you have demand all the time. When you're not in demand, that's your time to go deep in and create. Fantastic. Well, I think that's a lovely way to fin- finish the conversation. So yeah. thank you. And actually, one thing I should say to everyone listening, Emel's in New York. You don't mind me saying that, do you? Just yeah, yeah, give sure. the context. Probably should have said that right at the beginning. I will put yeah. that in the introduction. Just said right it, in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> right in the middle of the, yes, yeah. Well, I wish you all the very best, Emel. You're and very welcome. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much thank for sharing that. That's been so useful, so helpful. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you to everyone listening. I hope this was helpful. And thank you, Louis, for doing this. And thank you for listening. If you're listening before the 17th of April, Amel is doing a free webinar, How to Attract Clients and Communicate in Uncertain Times. If you go to thrivingabroad.com and you look for the blog post for this episode, episode six, you'll find a link where you can register for this webinar. And while you're there, why not download the show notes for today and sign up for the Thriving Book Podcast newsletter. And also don't forget, come and join us for a conversation in the closed Thriving Abroad Together Facebook group. I'll be back soon with the next instalment. But if I can be of any support in the meantime, then do get in touch. Louise at louisewells.com. Bye-bye for now.